Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. How's everybody doing today? I know you got you got Christmas hangover, food hangover, food comas. You're probably a little depressed maybe because maybe you spent too much on Christmas presents that you shouldn't have. You felt good in the doesn't it feel good in the moment to give somebody a good gift, but then you get the bill and you wish you could take it back? Am I the only one? Come on, you got you can't be tired on me this morning. This is the last Sunday in 2020. Come on, those online, this is the last Sunday in 2020. We are so excited that you are here. And listen, being that it's the last Sunday in 2020, you have four days still to give so that you get credit for the year 2020 on your tax, uh, for tax credit. So if you did not give today, you could go home, give through our app. You could call in, mail it in. Um, I think maybe someone would even go pick it up if we, if we needed to. But listen, we just want to give you that opportunity um, to, you know, to, to give during this year um, because, you know, it's an important thing to do so. You know, one thing I found is this, that when it's a difficult season, I know that you plant seeds the most. In the difficult times, when it is hard to give, that's when you give the most. That's when you, you pour out. That's when you expect God to do something. Why? Because it's out of our control. The only one that could change anything about anything is God. Come on, do you agree with that this morning? The only one that could change anything about anything is God. Listen, I'm excited to be preaching this morning. Before I have you stand, I just want to take time just to honor our pastor. Yeah, you could clap there. You know, this, this has not been an easy year to pastor. This has been a year of um, unknowns. We went from one Sunday having services at two campuses to getting a phone call on a Friday telling us that things were shut down and we could not meet there at Mount Pleasant High School. We scrambled together, put things together, and that next Sunday, and within two days, we had a live service. Our first live service, we had it. It wasn't the best. We had one camera in the back there. It didn't look good. I wish we could have had kind of a, a, a year-ending video of all the things we went through, the transformations that we went through as a church. It was crazy, crazy stuff to recording sermons, to preaching to nobody but a camera. That, that, that was tough. That wasn't easy, uh, you know, to having only your pictures on the chairs and looking at you only that way, not knowing what the rest of the year was going to look like, thinking, okay, this is going to shut down in a month. It's going to shut down in two months. And here we are. We are ending the year, and we're still low in numbers. But I, I want to let you know this. We serve a great God. But I also believe that God puts people in place to lead in those difficult moments. And Pastor Dan and Ange, thank you so much. Thank you so much because you could have thrown in the towel. You could have, you could have played it safe, but I've never known you to play it safe. I'm not saying that it wasn't scary. We, we, we've led together, but you are the one who had to call the shots for the church. I just followed orders and made things happen. But you had to call shots, and that, wasn't the e that was not an easy thing. It wasn't an easy thing when you found out that people didn't want to come back. Faithful people, people who you counted on, just didn't come back. We've, we've lost connections. But you know what? I refuse to allow 2020 to go down in my books 
as a year that was horrible, a year that I want to forget, a year that I wish would have never happened. Because I believe that God is turning things around and he's doing something and he's setting us up for something greater. And sometimes in the midst of the setup, it doesn't look like God's taking you anywhere good. It doesn't look like anything's happening. When the Egyptians are coming after the children of, of Israel and they're, they're going to cross the sea, they're stuck between a, an army and a sea and they, 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 they have nowhere to go. And God makes a way for them. I want you to know, don't give up on this year because God's about to turn some things around and make a way. And you're going to say, God, you are good in the midst of it all. In the midst of it all. Stand with me and turn to Ruth chapter 1. I've had this word in my spirit for a few months now. As I was reading my word, I got to the book of Ruth and just read through it, and I felt at the very end, God just saying this word, it's the year to turn around. I'm turning things around, and I held on to it, and then Pastor Dan asked me to preach the last service, and I knew exactly where I needed to go. Ruth chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, says, Now it came to pass in the days when judges ruled that there was a famine in the land, and a certain man, a man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to dwell in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi. The name of his two sons were Malon and Chilion, Epaphrites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they went to the country of Moab and remained there. Then Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. Let's pray this morning. Father, thank you. Lord, I pray that as a result of hearing your word today, let us never, ever be the same again. In Jesus' name, we all say, amen. You may be seated this morning. I want to give a, a special thank you to my wife because she heard the topic I was preaching on. She made me a custom sweater for this topic. So thank you, love, if you're watching. Thank you so much. So I'm promoting God's word across my chest. The Bible says thy word have I hidden in my heart and on my chest. And that's what I am doing today. The Bible says that there was a famine in the land and that Naomi and her husband Elimelech and their two sons had to go to Moab to escape the famine for survival. How many know that hard times call for difficult situations or difficult situations call for us to make difficult um, decisions in those moments? It's not always the easiest thing to leave home. It's not always the easiest thing to do difficult things like that. But the Bible says that they had to leave in order to make it through this famine. They had to leave what was comfortable. They had to leave what was familiar. They had to leave what felt, you know, good and common to them where they just had their house. Now they're going to a foreign land just to make it through. But to make matters worse, in the midst of getting to that place, they kind of relax a little bit. They find themselves kind of settling in a little bit. And all of a sudden, Naomi's husband, Elimelech, dies. Now, to turn a, worse, a bad situation into a worse situation is to go from having to leave your hometown to now having to go to a place that is a foreign land, and now your husband dies, and now the woman of the house has to become the head of the house. She has to go from the one who's just baking and, and cooking and making sure everything's clean to the one that's making sure that the bills are paid, the one that's making sure that the lawn is mowed, to the one that's making sure that the kids get to school okay, to the one who has to take care of everything and all this pressure is put on Naomi and you see at that point the woman begins to change she begins to find herself 
in a spot that she never had to do or be before. And like many of us today, we find ourselves in a place that we never had to do before. If you're a parent, you have to homeschool and you became a teacher on top of having to work. If you were someone who was used to going to work, maybe now you're working out of your home, so the place that you eat dinner becomes your desk in the daytime, and because the place that you eat dinner in the nighttime, you never get away from your work spot. It's constantly in your face. Your computer is always there. Things change, and what was familiar before changes all of a sudden now, and this is where Naomi finds herself, and it begins to change her, because if you look at yourself from the month of March to the month of December, you too have changed. You've changed. You're, you're, you're not the same. Some of us have changed for the better and some of us have changed for the worse. Some of us don't trust anybody because everybody has the coronavirus. Some of us, you know, you're looking at everybody as suspect. You don't want to go anywhere, do anything. If you heard that there was a coronavirus outbreak at this certain place in Target and, in, in, you know, Cucamonga, you're not going to any Target because it could have passed just by the name, right? We find ourselves changing and that's what Naomi did. She's having to take a hard situation that turned into a difficult situation. And now the lady has changed. You see, if there's ever a story of mishap after mishap, it's the story found in the book of Ruth. I find it kind of funny because it's called the book of Ruth, but she's not in the beginning of the book. But she is the one who brings about the, the change, the turnaround. She's the one who instituted. But the Bible says that mishap after mishap begins to take place. And now the lady who was the woman of the house is now the head of the house. In a short period of time, things drastically change for Naomi. And in a short period of time, from January to March, things drastically change for the year 2020. If there was every year we were prepared for, if there was every year you were probably prepared for, it was the perfect year because it was the year that spoke of perfect vision. When you go to the eye doctor, perfect vision is 2020. And everybody expected this year to be perfect vision. This is where God's going to move. You looked at this year, out of every year, this was the year that God was going to move. Even the year in itself, the year of the open mouth and speaking, it, it, it was the year and here we are, the year of the open mouth and we have our faces covered with the mask. It's as if the enemy says, nah, I'll take it from here. But I want you to know God is still doing something in the midst of what we can't see, in the midst of all the chaos. God is still doing something. You at home, God is doing something. Why? Because right now, your living room, your bedroom is transformed into the presence and house of God. God is doing something. What we look at is shut down. God says, I've opened up things a whole lot more than you could have ever done it. As a church, we always wanted an online campus. And we, we thought about it. We tried it. It was working out okay. Now, you know what? I would say we're pretty good. I would say we are pretty good. If you watch us online, I would say we are doing a great job. And we were forced into it. You know, sometimes change doesn't happen because you volunteer for it to happen. I mean, no, some of you lost weight because you went to the doctor and he said, if you don't lose weight, this is going to happen to you. Some of you started learning how to save money because all of a sudden you had people calling you telling you that you had to pay them or they were going to take back what you bought that you couldn't afford in the first place, right? Sometimes change doesn't happen. Sometimes change is forced. 
It's forced, and that's where we were in in 2020. It was the perfect year, and God says, you know what? I'll rearrange some things for you as well. God didn't cause the virus, but I'll tell you, God will still capitalize off of the virus. God will use this time to move in places that we would have never thought possible. We are touching people right now that we would have never touched just having our two campuses. We are touching people that are out of California, people that are watching this right now, people that will watch this later on. We are touching people that will never we would have never touched if we would have just kept our two campuses. I would tell you something. God is doing something even when you don't recognize it. He's turning things around. It was the perfect year. The perfect year. Things were going to be set up perfectly. Easter Sunday at CWC Bay Area was going to be amazing. Amazing. We were going to celebrate 20 years as a church and it was going to be amazing. We had everything, we had, we had gifts for everybody. You were going to come in. We were turning 20 years old at a church, and all of a sudden, they said, your party is shut down. But I want you to know that God is doing something bigger than we could have ever planned for. God is doing something more amazing than we could have ever planned for as a church. It was the perfect year, and then things began to shut down. And not just things began to shut down, but people began to shut down. People began to change. And like Naomi, many of us have suffered great loss this year. Some of us have lost loved ones, whether due to the coronavirus or they just passed away. We've lost loved ones. And you know what the horrible thing about it is that we couldn't come together to celebrate their life. We had to either watch from a, 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 a Zoom that someone was posting on Facebook there. We had to hear about it, see pictures of it, but not everybody could come together. We've suffered great loss this year. Some of you lost a job because of the shutdown. Your job couldn't keep open anymore. And now here you find yourself, you had a great job for years upon years, and now your job has shut the doors or your hours have been cut. Many of us have lost relationships not just because of the whole virus, but because of the whole political virus. We've lost relationships. We don't talk to people because they stand politically on a different side of the aisle than we do. We, we, we've changed as people. Some of us have lost our sanity. You know, before you say that, and people would laugh at it because it was kind of a joke, like, I'm kind of going insane. Now it's, it's true. You lock someone up in their house long enough and they begin to go stir crazy. They begin to lose their sanity and many of us have lost our sanity. And then the most horrible thing has happened is that many of us have lost hope in Christ. There are people who just gave up, people who are waving the white flag. I surrender. I can't take it anymore. God must not be real if he hasn't done something yet. And people that I thought were strong Christians, people who I thought they would never waver in their faith, now find and look at them and they're out there drinking, they're out there doing this. They've they've wavered so far away from God, but I'm still believing that even in the midst of all this, God is restoring even those people and he's bringing a greater hope because I, I, I believe with all my heart that God is bringing a season of, 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 of things turning around. He's turning things around in our life. Amen. You see, Naomi, within a span of 10 years, finds herself losing her husband the moment that they get to Moab. 
And just as she's getting things and getting comfortable and getting used to not having her husband around, the Bible says that in the span of 10 years, her two sons pass away as well. What Naomi came with to Moab is no longer with her any longer. She's there, but now she has these two daughter-in-laws that are with her. And then the Bible says that in the midst of that, that she hears that something happened back home. She hears that, you know, uh, that, that God had blessed her people back home. And so the woman now who lost her husband and changed a little bit has really changed now. You see, her name means pleasant. But after 10 years of going through this hard stuff, it took her 10 years to get there. For some of us, it took nine months to get to that place of losing our hope because a woman who was pleasant has now been beat up by life and she no longer is living but simply existing. And some of us today find ourselves at that place, oh, how time and, and challenges could give you a, play, a time, time and challenges and problems could give you the opportunity to change in such a way that you don't recognize yourself any longer. You look in the mirror and you don't recognize the man or woman looking in the mirror. You were once pleasant like Naomi, but now like she calls herself, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara. You've changed so much in who you are in the last eight, nine months. You've changed so much. You don't even recognize you. You're not acting like you used to act. You're not doing things like you used to do. Why? Because you've allowed what's been going on around you to change what's been going on inside of you. But I came to tell you this morning that the God of the turnaround is ready to reverse some things in your life and do something amazing in your life. So can I ask you a question this morning? Are you living or simply existing today? What's the quality of your life? You there at home, are you living or simply existing today? You see, there's a big difference. When you're living, you are full of life. You have vigor. You, 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 you expect things to change. But when you are just existing, you are waiting for your time just to be up. So are you living or simply existing today? You see, I've seen and felt the effects of this year and how it's had and what it's had on so many people. I've I've seen strong marriages get shocked at its very core. People who I'd say, man, their marriage was, was, was a pillar. Their marriage was an example. Now all of a sudden they find themselves on the verge of divorce. I, I've seen people strong in their faith grow weary. I've seen them lose hope in God. I've seen them grow weary. But you know what? On the flip side of that, I've also seen how God has strengthened families in the midst of this, how he's brought marriages back together in the midst of this. It wasn't all bad. I've seen how I've seen people grow stronger in their faith in the midst of this. I've seen our church come together like we never have before, not just to put on a production team, but to put together and say, you know what? If you're with us here, we will do whatever we have to do to make sure that you are okay. Why? Because we went from being being a church to really showing who we thought we were in the first place, to being a family. And family means that you never give up on anybody. I've seen some bad things happen, but I've also seen God do some amazing things. And you know, we could sit here and we could say, well, you know, this was a horrible year. My marriage went through this. You know what? Like Jesus told them when Lazarus died, I'm glad for your sake that I wasn't there. That made no sense to me. You know what? I'm glad for your sake that your marriage went through the rocks that it did. Pastor Nick, how can you say that? Because you thought you had a great marriage. 
And before that, you weren't together. So now you're spending all this time together and some things were exposed. It's okay. You have the opportunity to work on some stuff that you never had before. I'm glad that things took place in your family. Why? Because now you got the opportunity to really know your children and for them to understand you and for you to understand them. I'm glad that things happened this way. I'm not glad the problems that we went through, but I'm glad the outcome that's coming out of it, that God is returning families back together again. You see, you can't be so focused in on your problems you face that you miss the blessing in the midst of it. Some of us have been so focused in on the negative, all we think is negative, 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 that we miss the blessing in the midst of it. God is still doing something in the midst of what we would call a problem. I believe that God is going to do the greatest thing and the biggest thing that we've ever seen in the midst of what we call a shutdown. God is opening up heaven. He's turning things around, and you'll see soon enough that God's hand is organizing and moving things in the midst of this chaos, in the midst of this pandemic, God is doing something amazing, but you can't focus in on the negative and miss the blessing in the midst of it. Ruth 1.6 says this, Then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had visited his people by giving them bread. If I'm Naomi and thinking from my spot right now, that's a great word to hear because I get to go home. That means that the famine is over and I get to go home. But Naomi was so focused in on the problems that she faced, where she was at, that she missed that God was doing something in the midst of it. He was taking her home, but not just taking her home. She was going home in the midst of a blessing now because God had returned. The favor of God had returned to his people. There was now bread, meaning there was grain. They grew their own stuff again. They were able to sustain themselves. No one had to go other places. They were all able to come home. But the Bible says that she missed it because she was focused in on the junk and hurt she had been through. Let me tell you something this morning. Do not miss your blessing because you are focused in on all the negative stuff that you face in life. Naomi is about to walk into her season of blessing, but because of tunnel vision, all she could see is her problems. All she could see is her problems. And like Naomi, many of us have tunnel vision today where all we see is our problems. You are waiting for December 31st at midnight for the clock to change and the calendar to change. But can I tell you something? A calendar changing does not change anything in your life. It is very easy to carry in from 2020 into 2021 if your perspective and your actions do not change. She had tunnel vision and found herself just focused in so much that the outside uh, effects began to change the pleasant woman to now where she's bitter. And many of us have become that woman today. Many of us have become that person today. You're no longer pleasant. You're now bitter. You no longer find yourself at a place where you are you loving life. You can't wait for things to be done. You can't wait for this year to be over. Changing of the calendar does not change anything at all. You see, let me ask you a question again today. What are you focused on right now? Where is your focus right now? 
What are you focused in on right now? Because that'll determine what 2021 looks like for you. You see, you might see nothing but problems, but God sees a blessing coming your way. Do not miss the blessing because you're so focused in on the problem. You see, what tunnel vision is, is that you miss out on your ability to see what's going on around you. There is such a bigger world happening right now outside of us where God is moving. But if all you are focused in on, on what's going in your life, you miss out on what God is doing and you are a part of the blessing that God wants to bring to your life. May 7th of 2005 was one of the greatest boxing matches that ever took place in boxing history. It was Diego Corrales faced off against Jose Luis Castillo for a title fight. And you know what took place is Diego Corrales goes in and in the 10th round, he gets knocked down twice. He gets put on the canvas twice, knowing that he's about to lose the fight. He, he spits out his mouthpiece, and it gives him a little more time. He gets penalized, and his trainer says, if you don't knock him out now, the fight is over with. You're not going to make the 12 rounds. You are done. He gathers himself together, and Diego Corrales is still woozy from being knocked down. He took some hard shots. But, but if you look on YouTube, you'll see the fight that goes on there. It's called one of the greatest comeback in, in boxing history. Diego Corrales, what he does is he just continues to swing. He's beat up. But he just continues to swing. And pretty soon, he lands a shot that rocks Jose Luis Castillo to the point where he knocks him out standing on his feet. And the man who had just been down twice on the round knocks out his opponent because he didn't stop swinging. Can I encourage you today? You might be knocked down. You might be knocked out. But continue to swing. You never know how things could turn around with one shot. You're one prayer away from your breakthrough. You are one gift away. You are one seed away from a harvest. You are one thing away. Just keep swinging. Those online, just keep swinging. I know it's difficult. I know it's tough. I know you feel like giving up. You can wave the white flag like other, like other people have. You can give up. You can walk away. You can say, I'm done with my marriage. I'm done with my kids. I'm done with life. But just keep swinging. Why? You never know when the shot is about to hit. Diego Corrales just kept swinging. You know what? Many of us wanted to leave this year looking pretty. We wanted to leave this year looking nice. We wanted to leave this year thinking, God, you've lined everything up. And it's the perfect year. Everything's going to happen. All my dreams and all my desires, they're going to take place. And then you found out that you got knocked flat on your back. And you weren't expecting it. And your marriage got rocked and your faith got rocked. If you could put up the picture of Diego Corrales, this is what a champion looks like. It's not pretty. When you find yourself in a year like this, it is not pretty. Fighting for your marriage is not pretty. I've heard it said before that if you come out of a fight with a pretty face, you really did not get into a fight. Why? Because you are going to get hit. And the thing that I found out is that a lot of us as believers never took any real shots, so we didn't know what it felt like. And this year it came and it knocked you on your back. And you had a choice to make in that moment. You could have stayed down and gone out and say, you know what, man, this, 
God, this isn't what I signed up for. But some of you took a shot and you bounced back up and you kept swinging and you've got knocked down a few more times. You took another shot and you bounced back up. But you know what? You'll never know the taste of victory unless you just keep swinging and keep going. You might look like this come, come December 31st at, at, at midnight. This might be your face. But you know what? At least you are going into the next year a champion. You are going into the next year a champion. You see, uh, Naomi found herself being bitter because she had tunnel vision locked into what she had faced. Listen, none of us were exempt from going through the pains of 2021. None of us were exempt from going through the hurts. None of us were exempt. Everybody had to change. Everybody took their shots. It didn't feel good. It still doesn't feel good. Some of you have been knocked down just as recently as this morning. Some of you maybe didn't want to come. Maybe online you didn't want to show up this morning. I don't know what the enemy has thrown at you. Send me if you can help me out. I don't know what he's thrown at you this year. I don't know what kind of shots you've taken. I don't know if your face looks like this and possibly even worse. But I want to encourage you. If there's a fight still inside of you, there's a turnaround that's still as deep down in your soul. Naomi would have missed her season of blessing and turnaround if she didn't have this young lady that came beside her and believed in her so much that even when, when Naomi told her, just get away from me and go back to your people, Ruth stuck to the course. Aren't you thankful that in the moments that we faced, as hard as it might have been, and you might not have been able to gather with some people, but aren't you thankful for the phone calls that you got that helped to bring you through? Thankful for the emails you got, even if it was just a simple text that says, hey, I appreciate what you're doing. No one knew on the other line that you felt like quitting. No one knew on the other line you were pulling out the white flag and ready to wave it. No one knew on the other line that you were ready to give up, give up on your marriage, give up on your kids, walk away from, you know, from church, give up on God. No one knew that going into this, but God sent the right people at the right time to speak into your life. He sent the Ruth into your life to help carry you through. Say, Naomi, and Ruth walk back home. They get back home to Bethlehem. And everybody is so excited to see them. But Naomi's not having none of it. She left with her husband and her two sons. And none of them have made the journey back home with her. But she's got this daughter-in-law who just won't let Naomi quit. She gets home, and they have hard times because they ain't got no money and no place to eat and no food. And so she has to go and glean from the fields. They were literally homeless, and she had to go literally digging through trash cans. After they would pick harvest, there would be stuff left over. And that's what Naomi or Ruth was getting and bringing home to Naomi until the turnaround took place, where Boaz stepped into the picture, and he recognizes this Young lady Ruth, now I don't know if Ruth was beautiful, but he, she caught Boaz's attention. And he started setting her up 
He started telling those who were reaping the fields, says, you know what, drop things on purpose. And Ruth was going home with bundles, blessed bundles, not knowing why. And then all of a sudden, Naomi figured out, who, whose field are you in? I'm in Boaz's field. I don't know who he is, but they said just to stay in this field. Oh, he's a close relative of ours. All of a sudden, at the end of Ruth chapter 4, you find that Ruth goes from gleaning in the field to now owning the fields because she marries to Boaz. And not just that, but Ruth gives birth to King David's grandfather. You see, God was sustaining because he knew through that lineage there was going to be, Jesus was going to come through that lineage. I want you to know, you can't quit because you don't know what's supposed to come through you later on down the line. Don't give up. Just keep swinging. Just keep swinging. God is turning things around. It takes one shot. You might be knocked down, knocked out. Get back up. Compose yourself even when you don't feel like fighting. Compose yourself even when you don't feel like getting up. Compose yourself and begin to swing. If you got no one else to swing for, swing for yourself. Swing for the generations that are going to come through you. You don't know who's coming after you and they need you here so that they could get here as well. You don't know what God wants to do, but I believe that he's turning things around right now in your situation. Don't give up. Even when you look like Diego Corrales. Because I've never known someone at the end of a boxing match who looked pretty. Victory may not be pretty. Oh, but it sure is beautiful. When you stood in the face, stood in the midst, when you stood in the face of the enemy and he's thrown his best shots at you and hit you hard and you still came back for more. Don't give up. 2021 is going to have its own battles. But I know this beyond a shadow of a doubt. We've all been battle tested. And you just being here this morning shows that you are ready for the next round. You being here this morning, you might have said, Pastor Nick, I just don't feel it, man. It's okay. It's not about a feeling. Just keep swinging. Pastor Nick, I'm not saying it. it's okay. Just keep swinging. Something's bound to land. You're bound to take a big shot on somebody. Just Keep swinging and never give up. God is turning things around right now in your situation. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes with me this morning. Those at home as well, bow your head and close your eyes with me today. Right where you're at at home, God is turning your living room, your bedroom, and wherever you're watching us from. His presence is filling that place. That is the house of God. It's Bethel. It's the place where God dwells. You're here today and maybe you're that person who's lost hope and lost faith. 
And the first thing you need to do is you need to recommit your life or, re or dedicate your life for the first time to Christ. If that's you, I'm going to ask you just to stand to your feet. Not raise your hand, but to stand to your feet. You need to recommit your life to Christ this morning. Those online, if that's you, I'm going to ask that you would, pretty soon a number's going to come up, but as, a, as an act, I would just want you to stand up wherever you're at as well. They're at home. If that's you here today, you need to rededicate your heart to God or you need to commit your life for the first time. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. Anyone at all? Amen. Amen. There's no shame whatsoever. Secondly is this. You're here. And maybe you have your white towel in your hand and you are ready to wave and just surrender. But you'd say, Pastor Nick, I'm going out swinging. Because I know something's going to land. I might not look pretty right now. I might look beat up. But you know what? Victory's not pretty, but it sure is beautiful. If that's you, you here today, you're ready to start swinging again. You've been knocked down, been knocked out, and you're on, you're on count nine here. You need to stand to your feet. If that's you here this morning, I need you to stand to your feet because I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Don't give up. Just keep swinging. Maybe you've, you've lost your fight and you feel like just you've given up already. If that's you, Stan, you've lost faith. You, your, your marriage has gone through it. You've given up. But if that's you here this morning, I want you to stand. God's turning things around. Anyone else? You've gone through a difficult moment. Listen, don't let the enemy keep you down right now. Amen. Don't let him keep you in your seats. If you know you need to stand, stand to your feet right now. Those at home, just stand to your feet if that's you. If this applies to you, why? Because God's doing something right now even over these, these, these radio waves. God is doing something amazing in your life. Anyone else? Amen. Father, you see every person standing right now. Lord, I don't know what they've been through, but you do. You gave me one assignment today, and that was to encourage them to keep swinging because you are turning things around in their life. Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, for those online, those standing in this very sanctuary right now, I pray, Father, that you would touch them. God, encourage them, Father. Bless them, Father. But more than that, God, give them their fights back. Give them their fight again. Or what the enemy thought was victory will soon turn into surrender because they're going to keep fighting. Lord, you are turning things around in their life. You are turning things around. And right now, I declare, God, over everyone at the sound of my voice, those online, those in this room right now, I declare that the Lord of the turnaround is turning around situations in their life, even the ones they can't see. God, you are turning things around, even, the, even situations, God, that we thought were done. But Father, you are requiring us to do one thing. Just keep on swinging. Keep on swinging. Don't give up. No retreat. No surrender. Victory isn't pretty, but it sure is beautiful. Don't you quit. Don't you give up. Why? Because all you got to do is keep swinging. The Lord is going to allow you to land a punch that's going to knock out your opponent, knock out your enemy. Your marriage is going to be restored. Your children are being restored. Your sanity is being restored. God's bringing provision your way. But you just got to keep swinging. Don't get out of the fight. Those online, don't stop swinging.
stay in the fight even though you've been knocked down. Lord, I pray right now over your people. Father, that they would leave this service encouraged. Encouraged to continue to fight. Fighting for their marriages, fighting for their children, God. Fighting for their faith, fighting for hope. Not giving up, even though we've all taken some tough shots. Lord, I ask this morning, God, you'd bless your people now. In the matchless, wonderful name of Jesus, we all say amen. Come on, we all say amen. Those watching online, God bless you. We pray that you would have a blessed and happy new year. And we pray that you would continue to keep swinging because God is turning things around. God bless you this morning. Amen. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.